This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I like to use the words, if you create something that is a categorical upgrade over what is in the market, it doesn't matter what else is out there, how saturated and competitive it is. You're solving a real problem and you're providing something of service that is, especially if it's head and heels above what other things are out there. You know, the competition is not the thing that will be your, your downfall. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Mark Washington. He is the founder and CEO of Supergut. And you might know of Supergut because I do talk about them in the ads of my podcast, but I also am such a huge fan. So I've been someone who has been trying to just like be healthier overall and really care about my gut health because I know it's linked to like everything. So I wanted to have an expert on and someone from a business perspective, but also someone who really understands the gut to come in and talk about gut health. So yeah, we touch on, you know, being an entrepreneur, being in business, but at the end of the day, this podcast is an episode about gut health and the importance of it and the prioritization of it. And so I'm just really excited to share it with you because I think it's perfect for kind of the beginning of the year. And it's something that I feel like so many people talk about, but not enough people understand what gut health is like people get very very confused they just know that it's something that they need to work on you know so i'm very excited to have mark washington on his story is incredibly inspiring it comes from a place of sadly like a tragedy that happened that inspired him to start super gut and we talk all about that in this episode but i know that whether you're into health you're not into health whether you're into entrepreneurship or not this episode is going to be helpful for you and i think it's going to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so with Without further ado, let's welcome Mark Washington to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, we have had a few rescheduling, so I'm very, very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm super, now, super There's excited. no time like the present, right? Yeah. Exactly. So before we get into the topics, I always start my episodes with setting the record straight. So this is where I tell you some assumptions, stereotypes, you let me know like if it's true or false. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we'll jump into the first one. It's our society is more focused on health now than ever before. True. Yeah. Do you think that it's all good things though? Because I feel like there's so much information and so much out there that there can be like a focus on the wrong things, but you think it's the right thing. (laughs) Absolutely. So when I respond to that question, it's more like, there is a rising awareness and discussion. Now, is all of that positive? Not necessarily. Is all of it actually breaking through and making a difference to our health? Absolutely not, right? I mean, but you are seeing more just conversations around the different aspects of health. And obviously, we'll get into 
our particular angle. But I think overall, there are more active conversations about health, frankly, physical, mental, et cetera. I mean, people are realizing that health is wealth. And so I think that's why it's more of a of a conversation today than it has been historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, even myself, I can tell you, like, I've gotten way more into it. I've, I've started to take vitamins, supplements. I started caring about gut health. I started, you know, like, it's definitely because there's so much conversation about it that I uh-huh. started to look into it myself. So mm-hmm. I agree that now compared to like 10 years ago, for example, yeah. or 15 years ago, it's definitely a bigger deal. Yes. And the next one is that the health industry is very saturated. I would also agree with that. Yes, I would say that is true. That's not a new thing. That's kind of been that way for many, many years. I'd say it's probably been more saturated now than it has been historically, in large part because of your first question, more people are talking and interested in in health. Again, that's not all positive, but it is definitely true. There's lots and lots of health-related, better-for-you you know, products that are out there on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think so. But I think that there's still, like you said, like there's not necessarily that all of them are good for you. And so mm-hmm. there's still so much room, I think, to make a difference because 100%. you just got to like cut through the noise and like make sure that yours is actually something that's beneficial and like serves a market that's, rather than just saying it's healthy. And that's, it's so true. It's so true. People ask me that about my business and, and ask me, like, how concerned are you about the saturation and competition in the market and so forth? And I am very honest when I tell them, I was like, that's not something that keeps me up at night, right? I mean, you know, we focus on what we're doing, making sure that we create products that are fundamentally breakthrough. And obviously we have to figure out how do we most effectively break through the noise from a branding, from a content standpoint. But at the end of the day, when you look at the need for healthy products, it is insatiable. Right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at, you know, the health, right, the status of our health, not just in this country, but, you know, globally, there is no shortage of need for absolutely functional breakthrough wellness, health and beverage, you know, nutrition, supplement, et cetera. So, no, I don't wait, stay up at night worrying about competition. I worry about how do we create our product that can break through. Yeah, I love that you said that. So I'm also the founder of a startup, actually. And my startup helps creators manage and organize their content and their business. And I've been a content creator myself for years. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people think, you know, the creator economy is very saturated. There's so many tools out there. So many people are creators now or even just entering the social media space. Like it's so saturated. You're never going to make it, whatever. Mm -hmm. I hear that all the time. And I've honestly been hearing that for the past like five years or so. Exactly. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I just think if you create something that serves a need and is for a very specific audience and actually is a good product, then like it doesn't matter if there's a lot of tools out there. I completely agree. Yeah, the tools that are out there, the things that are out there, not all of them are good. There's clearly still a need in the space for what we're building. And so, like you said, like it doesn't keep me up at night either. Like I'm more focused on what we're building being great and like serving our community rather than what everyone else is doing. Exactly. And solving a problem, right? I mean, for something that needs to be out there. I like to use the words, if you create something that is a categorical upgrade over what is in the market, it doesn't matter what else is out there, how saturated and competitive it is. You're solving a real problem and you're providing something of service that is, especially if it's head and heels above what other things are out there. You know, the competition is not the thing that will be your, your downfall. Exactly. And then the next one is that all founders need to have a specific mission or a why. I believe so. Yeah. 
I've worked with entrepreneurs throughout my career, but this is actually my first time as a founder who I'm starting super gut. And I could have said, you know, I had a sense of, yeah, that's probably true before founding my own. And now, like, it is unequivocal. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this game, which you know of being an entrepreneur, is not for the faint of heart. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is it is the most fulfilling thing that I've experienced in my career. But it's also the hardest thing that I've ever done either, right? Being an entrepreneur and all, everything that comes with the entrepreneurship game, uh, which you see. And I say, I tell this to, to people all the time, is entrepreneurship great? Is it good? Should I just jump in? I was like, you need to take a beat right for a second and make sure that it is something that you are super passionate about. Because otherwise, the odds are you're not going to have the resilience, the wherewithal, the passion to fight through the day-to-day -day battles that you automatically are going to go through as an entrepreneur. You know, I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, if I just had an idea and we were just selling widgets, I'd have stopped that a long time ago because it's just not worth it, right? It has to be, I think, to really succeed in this game, that it has to be something that you're passionate about, that you truly believe like there is a need out there in the world for. And I think that gives you puts better odds. It doesn't guarantee success, but I think it gives you better odds for actually creating a business and something that's breakthrough and something that's going to matter and something that's going to be fulfilling for you personally as well. So yeah, I strongly believe that having that why, right? And that personal passion about what it is, I think is fundamental for entrepreneurship. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me. I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Ares tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff, but who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I think for me, I've, I've started other like smaller businesses in the past. Rella is more of a startup. Like we had mm-hmm. raised funding and it's much bigger than anything else that I had previously done. I had done like smaller things before, but even with those, I had given up on them and quit because I wasn't very passionate. I think I just wanted yeah. to start something just to start something. It was like, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to you know, start a business. And I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never had any motivation behind it besides just wanting to be an entrepreneur. And yeah, that yeah. ultimately made it not successful, made me quit, made me you know, really not enjoy what I'm doing. Because it, like you said, it is the hardest thing in the world to mm-hmm. be a founder. And now I have a reason for this. It was a pain point I had. I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about what we're doing. And I can see the difference in like getting up and yes, it's super hard and super difficult, but like I know why I'm not quitting and yeah. I know why I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. I think it's so important. I completely agree. And like you said, you've worked at other companies before. You've been CEO, you've been COO and other health and wellness companies as well. Yeah, that's but- right. That's right. When did your interest in health start? Was it at those companies or did it start before then? Yeah, it actually started way back when. I would say it was, I added fuel to the fire, you know, over the course of my career. But I've always been, call it a health and wellness nut. Like just personally, right? It start, that's where it starts is personally. Like I was, you know, a former athlete, like way back in the day, I used to play every sport imaginable. I played played football through college, but I've always been thoughtful and mindful of living the healthiest life, both, you know, from a nutrition, from a fitness, from a sports standpoint, it's just the thing that drives me personally. So it's always been there. And I was fortunate early in my career to connect with the business called The Wonderful Company, and where I was actually able to see how you can actually apply that personal passion into helping others live healthier lives. And so the wonderful company is, you know, a multi-billion dollar privately held healthy food and beverage business. So Fiji Water, Palm Wonderful, Almonds, Pistachios, a bunch of businesses under family-owned business. But everything is healthy. 
like associated with it. And I saw like that passion come together, right? This stuff that I'm personally passionate about actually applying it in a business context and actually seeing that carried through and how that motivates me and inspires me was like, okay, this is it. I felt really fortunate to have just charted a path in this direction. And then since then, it's just amplified over time, kind of being in and around the space of health and wellness. And it is, you know, very much my North Star is about impact and and helping people live healthier lives. It's kind of the ultimate high for me is, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and today it's super gut. Like, you know, a lot of what we're doing is some people are literally doing transformative type improvements in their health and seeing when someone who's been struggling right? Tried every diet and fitness routine and medication and what have you. And like nothing's moved the needle for them, but actually seeing them using our product consistently and creating healthy habits and making a step change in their health is like the best feeling in the world. Like it it literally is what, what gets me going. I will say there is another element of it as well. And something that you probably see a lot with founders, that there's kind of a personal story, right? Mm-hmm. A personal aspect of their why. And, and something that really elevated my motivation to help people is actually my sister. Her name was Monica, who struggled with her health. She's unbelievably colorful personality, the life of the party, but she she really struggled health-wise with her weight and with blood sugar. So she was living with diabetes and hypertension. And over time, you know, I would send her all kinds of workout videos and shakes and so forth. And she would try things, but nothing ever stuck. And um, she tragically passed away uh, far too young uh, due to complication with their health and a high-risk pregnancy a few years ago. And that shook me to my core. But it also lit a fire. It really lit that fire in me in a way that I hadn't felt before. The fact that this shouldn't have happened, it absolutely, especially in this day and age. But also just hit me the fact that Monica is not alone in the mm-hmm. fact that she struggled with her health. There's so many people, whether they're, you know, actually living with the disease or frankly, on their way headed there, like most of us are in like some form of a health issue, pre-diabetic or what have you. There's so many of us that need better solutions for health, that that's like what took it to the next level for me. And then frankly, that's a big part of my motivation for starting this company as opposed to just continuing more of an executive track, building at larger stage businesses to do this from scratch and to really create a a business and products that could transform people's health. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so sorry about your sister, because that's something that you don't want anyone going through. I mean, it's it's something that yeah, and and so many people, like you said, do go through something like that, whether it's themselves Mm -hmm. or a loved one or family member, exactly. friend. What do you think is, I, I guess, like the main spark that causes change in people? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you can send, like you said, you sent a bunch of diets or workout videos or plans. How do you hope that Supergut can really lead to like that change and what you're doing can lead to that change to like yeah. motivate people to, yeah, to yeah. do it? Yeah, absolutely. I see my experience, it varies, right? It depends mm-hmm. on the individual, like different people at different stages in their health journeys and have different goals and aspirations and frankly, different motivation sources. I would say the most common answer, I'd say for far too many of us, is a scare, right? Mm-hmm. It is, ends up being that spark, right? Whether it is something personally that happens to you, a health scare, a doctor's visit where they're like, okay, it's time to take this serious, or frankly, something happening to a loved one or close friend and seeing, you know, people go through things. Many times it takes something like that 
to jar someone into action to take things seriously. I say, unfortunately, it's far too often that is the case because many times it's like you're pretty far down the line, right? And you actually have a lot of work to get back on track. Others are more preventative, right, in nature. And whether it's just the overall tenor or environment or friends and seeing people that are, are taking a more preventative and a proactive approach to their health and seeing how that can translate into just happiness, right? Living a more fulfilled life. It's preferred to be more of that nature where it's more preventative, right? Where you can actually either stay in control, just get on the right track or just kind of elevate your health game. That's the best. That's kind of prevention, right? Which is, you know, significantly um, more impactful than just treatment. <laughs> right? Where, you know, you're already down the line and need to make significant transformative, you know, impacts to your health. At Supergut, we try to be there for people, essentially regardless of where they are on that health journey. When we first started out, we really did target those, uh, similar to my sister, were at a pretty difficult stage, right? Dealing with like metabolic syndrome, health disorders, diabetes, obesity, et cetera. And we've seen such a significant impact, you know, with that audience and that population. But since really we actually rebranded under Supergut and realizing the impact of gut health for all of us, not just, you know, treatment, but for prevention and your gut being the control center for health and impacting total health. Like we've really expanded the population that we speak with. And that actually changes some of the motivation factors that spark people to either give our product a try or just make healthy habits a, a part of their their daily routine. And so we call it, regardless of where you're in your health journey, we want to be there to support you to either it's reclaiming or sustaining great control of your health. And yeah, we, we call it that spark, right? That when someone just decides that they're just going to give our product a try, you know, based on whatever motivation caused them to give it a go. You know, we focus a lot on Delivering on the promise, actually making it so that you can feel a difference. And frankly, that you can even measure a difference when you're using our products on a consistent basis, whether it's digestion or weight and cravings or blood sugar, what have you. And when we see that happens, that creates another spark. And this is the best thing is like, so people start using our products and then they say, you know what, I'm feeling better and I'm feeling better about myself. You know what? I'm going to make other healthy decisions in my life as well. I'm going to exercise a little bit more. I'm going to, you know, not have as many carbs as I otherwise would have. And when that happens, the benefits like start to multiply when you can create those sparks in people to make healthy habits. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Sadly, it is a scare for most people. But Mm -hmm. I think now with the discussion, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning, like more and more people talking about health, more people are doing it to be preventative and to just like be healthier overall. But I know, obviously, Supergut mainly focuses on gut health. That's like your big thing. Gut health is a very like, it's everywhere. You know, you hear gut health. But I feel like most people don't know what it is. Like what? Uh, I, you are correct in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is gut health so important? Why is it the central? Why is it like the central thing that you guys are focusing on? And so many people talk about it all the time, and why it's so important. But yeah, it's so confusing because I think it's it's not something that's visual. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't see it necessarily, and like everything contributes to it, but I don't know exactly what it is. So, I guess, what have you noticed the past few years of the importance of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say first, like what's got me started on this gut health journey, I would give a lot of credit actually to uh, my original investors, the production board 
what's their name out of the Bay Area, do a lot of science and technology and health, really on the, the leading edge and connecting with their founder, Dave Friedberg, you know, just talking about this concept of this business that I wanted to create this kind of functional food as medicine. And I really give Dave a lot of credit for my awakening to the science of the gut and what's called your gut microbiome. And the thing is, what's happened over the past, in particular, I'd say over the past 10 years or so, we now know a lot more about the important role of your gut on your overall health. A lot of it is actually due to technology advancements, like your the cost of, you know, sequencing, you know, the gut microbiome and having a, a real clear picture as to what's happening, what are good bugs, what are bad bugs, how do you treat, et cetera. We could do that a lot less expensively now than we did whatever 10 years ago. And so that's led to just a, a breakthrough in the amount of research and science dedicated around the gut microbiome. And this has kind of been building over time. And so as the science comes along, you know, consumer awareness kind of comes along next. It still is in this interesting mode, though, because the science is a lot further along than the consumer awareness. And frankly, the science still has a far ways to go as well, because it's incredibly, incredibly complex. But we know enough now that we can say with confidence that the gut really is, in many ways, your control center for your health. Like all these different, you know, the mechanisms, the way that your body works, the way that you process food, your appetite control, the way that you have insulin response. So in, in other words, how your body responds to your blood sugar levels when you eat, your cardiovascular health is connected to it. And now we know there's significant connections to your mental health as well. Like so sleep and energy and mood, depression, right, have all been connected and in some ways are regulated by how well balanced your gut microbiome is. And so that was the question of what do you do about it? Like, can you actually create products that can tap into that science and do something about it that can both improve the balance and the health of your gut? But then in our case, while we're a gut health company, and that's the initial focus, we see the gut as call it the pathway to things that you can measure and feel in your life, even beyond digestion, right? So things like appetite control and weight and things like blood sugar control and things like energy and sleep and mood, like that's kind of how we focus on how do we tap into this gut health arena to impact you in your, your everyday lives. Now, there's still a far ways to go from a consumer awareness and understanding because it is a bit amorphous, kind of what is gut health and why does it matter and what should I do about it? And that actually leads to a lot of confusion, right, from consumers and frankly, a lot of, you know, products that are out there that talk about gut health because it's, you know, it's the fad thing and a lot of people are talking about. It, so let me try to tap into some of that. I, I think there's unfortunately not enough brands that are really invested in the science that are providing products that really tap into the science of the gut microbiome that can actually result in a change right, in your gut and in your health. Uh, that's obviously what we aspire to be a, a trailblazer. And there are others that are doing a good job, but I'd say the majority of products that you see on the market that will talk about it's good for your gut, right? There's not a ton of science behind it. It might not be bad, but in terms of how good it is, you know, and I can go down the list, whether you're talking, frankly, a lot of store-bought probiotics don't really have a ton of science behind them. There's some of the kombuchas I think can be helpful and directionally beneficial, but are they really transformative to your gut and your overall health? I think is a, is a question mark. You know, and I could go on and on about some of the other 
fads and trends that that claim to be supporting gut health but that don't have a ton of evidence or science behind them. So we still have a far ways to go, both from a product standpoint and frankly, as well as from a consumer awareness standpoint uh, as well. But it's coming. It's coming. And I'd say 10 years from now, I believe gut health will be much more part of the common language, right? Mm-hmm. Both for consumers and frankly, I think even, you know, within the healthcare profession, I think your primary care doctor isn't just going to tell you to get a blood test. You're going to, you know, probably get a poop test as well, right? Let's see what's going on in your gut. Is it balanced, et cetera? I think it's going to be part of just the common lexicon, you know, whatever, five, 10 years from now. Yeah, I hope so, because it definitely does impact so much of your body, so much of your health. I mean, so I I had recently been going to like a naturopath that's also an MD. Uh So Uh it's like a holistic MD where they did the blood test, they did the stool test, they did like all of these different tests on me and found that I actually had like a not... I think I had not as much good bacteria in my gut Uh where Uh they put me on like specific probiotics to help that. And I noticed so many changes after like two months in my body of taking those probiotics. And the ones that I was previously taking, she was like, yeah, those are not really great probiotics. Like those, those aren't doing much. So I definitely have noticed a difference. And I see like, even, even with that though, you think you're doing something good, you're taking a probiotic and then it's not the right one. It's not good enough. Yeah. How can consumers tell like what is actually good, what's not? What are your and also along those yeah. lines, what are your I guess like least favorite misconceptions? Like the ones that you just want to tell everyone, like stay away from this or run from this. Yeah. Don't yeah. fall for this. Yeah. So to your first question, I'll be honest, it's hard. It's hard as a consumer, right? I mean, to be able to decipher the myth from the reality in health in general, and unfortunately, gut health is is no different, right? Because you go to a supermarket aisle, you go on Amazon, and you type in gut health or what have you, and it's just you know loads and rows and aisles of different products, and all having some sort of claim around this subject of of gut health. I will say, you know, as we approach it very much from a scientific, from an evidence-based, you know, standpoint, when you look at it through that lens, the majority of products that are on the market are not really conferring that significant of a positive health benefit on you that are, you know, in this general gut health category. So it is hard. The one thing that I do say is as much as you can as a consumer is to educate yourself, right, on the subject of gut health and understanding why it's important, how it works. And I think that can give you a bit more insight to help decipher some of the fad from the reality. If you are so inclined and have the ability to, I think one of the, the best places to work is, is to look is at the science, right? And for as much as possible, whether you are individually inclined or whether you have, you know, a healthcare professional or someone who's very knowledgeable to help look into the science to figure out, one, is there real substance there? And is this something that would work well for you? Unfortunately, that's kind of a a high bar for an average consumer to go through that, but it really is some of it that is necessary. Our angle is that we actually try to make that easier, uh, one, by doing a lot of that homework for you. And secondly, through our content, where we focus a lot on education and awareness and talking about how this works, both our products as well as gut health, you know, broadly speaking. And then we actually go out and prove it, right, through clinical evidence, a clinical study to show that this is something you actually can trust, that this delivers on the promise, that this product's 
actually work or clinically proven to work. But yeah, there's a, a number of steps that you have to go through. Here, here's the reality. I mean, it's difficult for a probiotic to actually work, right? One, is it the right strain for you based on what your body's going through? Are you getting it in the right dosage amounts? You know, in what format when you're consuming? Is it actually bypassing digestion, right? Because if the probiotics aren't getting all the way into your gut, your large intestine, they're not really serving their purpose. And then even if they get there, like, are they actually sticking? It's called inoculation. Like, are they actually staying resident, like in your gut, or are they just passing through, <laughs> you know, uh, and excrete it out? It's like all these different steps that you have to go through for a traditional probiotic to be effective, which is, you know, it's a it's a tall order. Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of hard. I I just go back to the science as the core place to look. To your second question, I, there's a couple of areas that I think are <laughs> typically, you know, in this realm of more gut health fad versus real substance behind them. As I mentioned at the outset, like most just generic store-bought probiotics do not have a significant amount of clinical evidence that they're going to do much benefit for you. So that's a broad, broad statement, you know, uh, approaching a, a number of products. Not every single one of them, right? I, I just want to be clear, but my belief in this based on the science, the majority of them aren't mm -hmm. doing a whole lot for you. I think I mentioned before, I like kombucha as a drink, as a healthier alternative relative to soda and other beverages. But it's not really the most beneficial from a gut health for transformation of your gut. It, there's some benefits to some kombuchas, but it's not transformational. And the other aspect you have to be careful of is sugar as well. And most kombuchas, unfortunately, do have a lot of sugar, which can be detrimental. It can counteract the positive benefits on your gut that actually sugar and easily digestible carbs, they actually feed the bad bugs in your gut, right? And so it can actually do some damage if you have, you know, too high of, of sugar and, and carbs in your diet. Some other fads and things that you see out there, I mean, you hear people talk about apple cider vinegar, which mm -hmm. has some positive health benefits, but I would say not specifically tied towards your gut microbiome per se. Right? And so just know what it is and what you're using it for. But if you're using it for true gut health balancing, I would say that that's not your best option. And other things like, you know, the cleanses and the teas and the things of that nature, I'd say just avoid that wholeheartedly. Like those are not beneficial. Yeah. What are some things that you've noticed that, you know, small changes that people can implement to mm -hmm. start healing their gut or to start yeah. giving, paying more attention to it and, and actually, you know, wanting to be healthier overall, like yeah. some things that you can just start doing every day. Yeah, here's the good news. Even though this topic of gut health can get complex really fast, some of the fundamental things that are good for your gut are just generally good for your health overall. <laughs> Sorry, so this is the positive thing because your gut is truly tied to all the systems in your body. And so like physical activity and exercise, those are beneficial for your gut. Generally speaking, a healthier diet, like less portion sizes, more plant foods, et cetera. Those are good for your gut, like avoiding highly processed, high carb, digestible, you know, food. That's good for your gut. Getting, you know, good sunlight, mental health, relaxation, meditation. Those are good for your gut as well, because this whole, what's called this gut brain axis, it actually is like a two-directional street. Like if you have a healthier gut, it actually supports mental health. And if you have better mental health, it actually supports a healthier gut as well. So those are, these are all like general things that you can do lifestyle-wise that are good for you overall and frankly good specifically for your gut. 
Now, there's some more specific things like that are directly tied to your gut. And this is obviously a big part of where super gut ties in. One of the biggest issues that has affected, I believe, public health broadly and specifically gut health is through our diet. And mm-hmm. I think it is not just what we are getting, like this highly processed fast food, sugar, et cetera, but it's also what we're not getting in our diets, right? And one of the biggest things that has been essentially stripped out of our diets over the years through food processing and et cetera, is fiber. (laughs) Fiber is actually a fundamental nutrient that unfortunately, almost none of us get enough of. And what is fiber? Fiber is essentially is the food for your gut, right? And so when you have fiber, and in particular, it's called prebiotic fiber, it is defined as food that you intake that bypasses your normal digestion and makes it into your gut where you actually feed the beneficial bugs in your gut for healthy properties, right? And so literally 5% of US adults get the minimum recommended amount of fiber in your diet. So none of us, right? it is literally none of us. And I believe that is the big root cause why, you know, our gut health is not in the best state and why our overall health is not in the best state as well, I think is largely the lack of fiber in our diets. And so diets that are high in fiber is absolutely essential to maintain a good, healthy and balanced gut. And then obviously that's super good. That's what we do. We have a unique, very powerful type of a prebiotic fiber blend featuring this unique fiber called resistant starch that uh, we get into our blend that we give you in your shakes and bars and the fiber mix to find ways to get these nutrients back into your diet in like a really convenient and even tasty way, right? And so this is one thing specifically you can do both with super good, but then obviously just in your diet in general is how do you, you know, have and maintain a fiber rich diet? That's really important. Outside of fiber and outside of super gut, like other things that you can do are things like fermented foods have been shown to have very positive effect on creating a diverse and balanced gut microbiome as well. And so we always, we also uh, propose to people to try to get, you know, a fair amount of fermented foods into your, into your diet as well. It's just another source of naturally occurring, like good bugs uh, to get in your diet and to get into your system. Mm -hmm. Why do you think people don't have fiber rich diets like is it because mm-hmm. most people eat processed food and that's not included or why is it so hard to find food that has a lot of fiber in it yeah a couple of reasons you hit the main one first right when you look at big food and our food system it has basically been stripped of key nutrients fiber amongst them from the western diet right and so you know when you're going having meals of fast food or a highly processed food or what have you you they don't have fiber like it's been our food system is largely optimized for cheap calories like how do we feed people more how do we make it as you know inexpensive and you know try to make it as tasty as possible that's the optimization and so what do you strip out you strip out key nutrients like fiber you know from them and so yes like having foods largely highly processed foods in the Western diet, it's is one of the main reasons why it's difficult. I'd say secondarily, though, like even when you're trying to eat healthier, better, like even our produce today and our vegetables don't have the same amount of fiber as what they used to hundreds of years ago. Like it's actually known like, you know, our ancestors used to eat, you know, high starch products, but not like traditional starch, like starchy, difficult to digest foods that actually fed the gut microbiome. And, you know, our plants, our fruits, our vegetables had higher levels of fiber that have frankly been, you know, through the course of breeding, crop optimization, et cetera, over time, they actually have less fiber today than they used to. 
And then finally, I would say like a lot of high fiber products aren't necessarily the best tasting products that are out there. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think of fiber, you think of beans and you think of, you know, your grandma told you to eat prunes and things of that nature. Like some products that aren't necessarily the most appealing, I think, is another factor why fiber hasn't been at the top of the list in most people's diets. Um, so these are some big factors that we're obviously trying to trying to overcome. So sometimes when I like when I eat too much fiber or if I have something like lots of beans or whatever, mm -hmm. things that have a lot of fiber, you'll get like a stomach ache. I don't know if that's normal. Like you get like cramps or a stomach mm -hmm. ache. How do people avoid that? Or is that not yeah. avoidable? Is that just like you're having too much or? I would say it is pretty common. And you know why it's most common is because none of us get enough fiber in your diet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's this circuitous thing. All right. Because, but here's the good thing is when you do have a diet that is high in fiber on a consistent basis, it actually is training your body. It actually is balancing your gut and building up, you know, the good bugs in your gut and diminishing, you know, the bad bugs in your gut. And over time, that actually does build up your tolerance. And so when you go back to the fact that none of us get enough fiber in your diet, and when you, if you dive head in, yeah, it is quite common, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's called tolerance, right? I mean, how much fiber can you get in your diet without digestive discomfort? I'd say another factor to take into account, not all fibers created equal, like some types of fiber is more potent, more powerful, more effective at feeding the good bugs in your gut. And some other types of fiber, uh, well, all fiber is good, but some other types of fiber are more difficult to tolerate. Right. Mm -hmm. And cause more bloating and more indigestion uh, when consumed. So the type of fiber does matter in that equation. One of the things that we do, uh, just given knowing this and knowing that there's some transition that is normal, we actually tell our customers, listen, this product, our food products are actually functional. Like this is doing work in your body, in your gut microbiome. Since most of us don't have a high fiber diet, we always suggest easing into it, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we tell our customers every day, like, so if you're having one of our super gut shakes, listen, our super gut shake has 20 grams of fiber in it. That's a lot, right? That's so it's much. Fun. It works. <laughs> but we tell everybody, start with a half shake, right? Mm -hmm. And ease your way into it and stick with that for a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks. Because the good thing is your body adjusts and it doesn't take forever for most people, your body adapts, right? And so as you start to incorporate more fiber in your diet, the tolerance issues go away. And so we say hey, our bars, they're delicious. People love them. Don't go hog wild and have a whole box of our bars in one day. You will be paying the price for that, right? I mean, start out with one bar, <laughs> you know, let's see how your system, you know, reacts and responds, and then you can build up over time. And, and so we do that just to help people ease in to this transition period. And frankly, some people, you know, just have digestive issues where it can be a bit more challenging. And for those, one of the things we say is, you know, you might want to try our fiber mix, which is just our fiber blend in a standalone basis. So it's not flavored, it's not sweetened. You just add it to anything, coffee, oatmeal, smoothies, what have you. The great thing about this is that it is on the side of the more easily tolerated types of fiber. It's actually, I don't know if you're familiar, it's, it's a low FODMAP type mm -hmm. of fiber, which is a specific designation for those that are easier on digestion and avoiding symptoms that are typically associated with like irritable bowel syndrome. So the bloating and nausea and regularity, things of that nature. So it actually is more easily tolerable when we strip it just down to the fiber mix on its own and just go slow, just go slow and build up. And your body is an amazing thing. It can adapt and you can build up that tolerance. So you won't have, you know, the bloating and, and all the other kind of digestive issues with fiber. Yeah. And when 
people do have, you know, when they reach that, like they're taking care of their gut, they have a healthy gut. What's the transformation like? Like, what do you expect them Mm -hmm. to feel like? You know, do they have more energy? Are they feeling better? Are they less sick? Like, what is that transformation? Because again, it's one of those things where sadly, if you can't like see it, like, oh, I'm not sick. Like I don't have a a cold has to do, I'm going to take a bunch of vitamin C or whatever. Or like I have a headache, I'm going to take an Advil and that instantly Mm -hmm. fixes it. Your gut, I think, takes a little bit more time and you don't know what it's impacting. So what should people see in a transformation when they take care of their gut? So if you are truly taking care of your gut and using products, both from a lifestyle standpoint and using products that are fundamentally working in terms of balancing your gut, it actually is, the best way to describe it, it's like achieving an equilibrium like a homeostasis, like in your body. That's why we actually use the word balancing, right? Because so think of balancing, which means anything that is, you know, way off in one direction or the other comes back to being centered, right? When you truly have a well-balanced, diverse gut, strong gut health, and it's your strong foundation for health. And so that's sort of the easy way to think about it. Now, in terms of how that feels, that's actually different for different individuals because different people are out of balance in different areas of their life, right? So if you're someone who's experienced like real digestive issues, like whether it's regularity, constipation, you know, diarrhea, bloating, like those kind of things on a regular basis, those are the kind of things that you're like actually going to see and feel when you do balance your gut with a healthy habit over time. And so if you're going too much, like it will slow things down. If you're having difficulty going, it actually can get things moving, right? To bring it into that balance, that state of, of homeostasis. Other things that you likely feel, if you're low energy, and in particular, if you're having a diet that's high in processed food and digestible carbs, there's probably a lot of sugar and you're probably experiencing a lot of spikes and you're probably experiencing a lot of crashes and you're hangry and then you're like, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. would you have a balance a gut? It actually creates, again, the stable blood sugar levels, which actually destabilize your energy. And so it's not like a caffeine type jittery energy. It's more of a sustained energy of when you, especially this is again to fibrous products and super gut specifically, it doesn't spike your blood sugar and it doesn't crash your blood sugar. It actually is slowly digested, which keeps your blood sugar at a healthy, normal range. And that keeps you having sustained energy over time versus the spikes and and the crashes associated with it. The other things that you'll see is like, depending on your health outcome, like you might actually see significant improvements in your metabolic health, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's appetite control and how you manage weight. That's your blood sugar levels. Frankly, it, it could be blood pressure. It can be cholesterol. It's kind of whichever one of those is out of balance. When you regulate your gut, that is significantly more likely to bring that element into balance. So an example is like we tested our product in a clinical study. We actually really targeted those who are living with elevated blood sugar levels. So many of whom were living with diabetes. And we saw a significant, obviously we saw improvement in overall gut and wellness. And health, but the thing we saw consistently across that population was a significant reduction in their average blood sugar levels. Because that was an area which was a disorder, right? In their health, in their system. And by balancing their gut specifically with our super gut products, we were able to see a consistent reduction in their blood sugar levels across that, that population. So the answer really does vary by individuals. Some of it you, you can feel right away. Some of it you can feel over time. But it's all about kind of getting back to that center, that strong foundation for, for health. And your gut plays a key role in that. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you make it sound very easy to start, you know, 
doing it like it doesn't need to be this intimidating thing that you need to completely do like a 180 in your lifestyle like you can just start and slowly adjust and slowly Mm -hmm. get used to it and make those transformative changes so i I think that that is the intimidating factor that yeah i agree and the unknown that scares a lot of people so i love that your mission is to really just make it easy make it accessible and actually change lives and not you know it's not like a marketing gimmick you actually put have the science to back it up. Thank you so much for that, Natalie. I appreciate that because that is, that's really intentional, right? And then it's kind of woven into my personal ethos and frankly, for us as a business. Our real aspiration is how can we bend this curve of health, right? Of people living healthier. And I believe, obviously, the product and having the science behind it is a part of it. But how do we do that in a way that makes it accessible? And I dare I say, easy mm-hmm. right, for people to do, because if you're going to have that kind of impact, I think making it so it's not too hard, too difficult, and frankly, even making it enjoyable, I think are all elements as to how we can actually have that kind of impact. Because um, this is, there is no overnight you know, magic pill cure that's going right. to take and your gut is healed and you're good from here on out. So we're, this is about habit right? creation, right? And healthy habits. And how do you do this and build over time and, and get something that ideally is just part of your routine. And I think having products that fundamentally work, but that are also enjoyable, I think is a big part of creating that habit so that you actually stick with it over time. It's easy to do. It's enjoyable. And that you actually will see, you know, some results when you do that. Yeah, no, I think that that's incredible. And I, I want to appreciate you for coming on my podcast and sharing that because gut health is one of those topics that I've been wanting to talk about, but I wanted to talk about it in a way that's it just makes it easy to understand and yeah, you know yeah. relatable to most people that you know know it's something that they should focus on, but they don't know exactly why or how to what even to do get about started. it. Or, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And we try to do a lot, like I said, like in our content as well to help fill some of that void. Not all of it is just specifically about super gut and our products, but literally about why this matters and what mm-hmm. you can do about it, both with our products as well as broadly speak, we think this is an important thing in general. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the podcast. Where can they find Supergut? Where can they purchase it? And where can they also find you? Absolutely. Yeah, no. So the best place right now, the only place to to buy Supergut is through our site. It's uh, supergut.com, S-U-P-E-R-G-U-T.com. Yeah. And you can find us obviously on our site, but we're pretty active in social as well. Our Supergut is our handle, both on not just Facebook, Instagram, but in particular, TikTok has been a big area of growth and how we're getting a lot of our content out there as well. So you can find us across all the socials these days. Great. Well, thank you again for coming. I hope that I mean, I'm excited. I just recently got a package. So I'm going to start drinking it in the mornings and seeing start and I'll slowly, let you know. Remember, yeah, Natalie, start slowly, right? <laughs> start with a half shake or whichever product you got and just build up over time. But I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, no, thank you. So yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.
Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.